0: What's good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. This is the Gold Diggers podcast. I'm Rob Stats guerrera She is Michelle Majik from the NFL Network. What's up, Michelle?
1: Hey, hey. I am coming off of a fun Thursday night football game. Wasn't as much scoring as we would have hoped for. While you were watching that game, stats, were you rooting for the Rams or were you rooting for the Seahawks?
0: No, I was rooting for the Seahawks because I want all the NFC West teams to lose. I want the records to be as close as possible so the 49ers have a chance to catch up. So I wanted the Seahawks to win so then their record would be the same as the Rams. And then if the Niners beat Arizona this weekend, like we would start to see these teams kind of bunching up. But unfortunately, the Rams beat the Seahawks for the 10th time in their last 15 meetings.
1: Yeah, the Rams are interesting because they don't look as good as you would think they could look at least the last couple of games. They, you would think their offense could just gel a little bit better and move the ball more consistently, or I guess get into the end zone more consistently because they are moving the ball, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like their whole team is clicking. Their defense is definitely not even close to as good as it was last year. So uh, the Rams at first, you were like, oh goodness, these guys are Super Bowl contenders. I don't, I'm not sure at this point, uh, the team you were hating on all off season, the Cardinals who you have to play this week, you know, they're looking real, real solid.
0: We're going to get into that. That was a weird game last night. There was two uh, two punts on one play at one point. There was two kickoffs. Which, how is that allowed? As long as the ball doesn't go past the line of scrimmage and the punter doesn't go past the line of scrimmage, you can kick it twice. Unfortunately, he clearly did go past the line of scrimmage. They didn't call it, but he actually did. But, yeah, How that's are the you rule. allowed
1: to do that? Because... If you pass it, right, and then it gets blocked and you catch it and it's behind the line of scrimmage, you can't pass it again, can you? Or can You cannot.
0: You? No, you cannot.
1: Yeah. So why would it be any different with punts?
0: I don't know. There's all sorts <laughs> of crazy rules. I didn't write the memo, Michelle, but I've like, read the memo. there's definitely
1: no way he can punch it twice. Yep. And then, well, the broadcaster was even – no, not even the broadcaster, the main roster that they have on. He was like, "Oh, they'll just have to repunt." I'm like, "That would be the last option. They don't get to just repunt the ball after a blocked punt." <laughs> right. I was like, "There's no way that's happening." And he was I confused. Was like, How is... Yeah. Well, I think everyone was, but I'm like, that would be the last option. There's no way they, you know, get screwed over that hard. They already got screwed over with letting them punt it a second time.
0: So Matt Stafford injures his finger, stays in the game. Russell Wilson dislocates. His finger comes out. Geno Smith actually looks competent, like looks yeah. actually pre- looked more prepared than Trey Lance did last week, I'll tell you that. And, and his uh,
1: interception was not his fault.
0: Not at all. No, the, Travis, uh, Tyler Lockett just fell down. Um, but Russell may have to miss some time here, which obviously, you know, I don't wish injury upon anyone, but that is good news for the 49ers. Yeah, it,
1: you think that until you realize they play the Steelers next week and Geno Smith will beat the Steelers. <laughs>
0: Oh God. You're just so down on your Steelers. Oh,
1: they're so bad. You would be so down as well if you had to watch that every Sunday.
0: It is I would it is like ugly. so we're
1: gonna talk today about Trey Lance and I don't want people to get mad at me because I'm being a downer. Like I, I totally see that he has so much room for growth. And I wanna point out if I could have Trey Lance on the Steelers, I would give up our next two first round picks to do it. Even though I think Lance is struggling. I like if I had that hope and that potential and that that player that has so much room for growth, I would take it in a second.
0: Don't do that, Michelle. Don't let her fool you, everybody. The Trey Lance slander that she was spewing in my <laughs> DMs yesterday, we're going to get into all of it. Uh, before we do, we always want to remind you, please rate, review, subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you leave a review, we will read it. So I want to get to a couple. This one comes from M santana 101 Variety and honesty, it's a five-star review. Thank you very much. Love the variety that this pod offers with the various hosts, as well as the often brutal honesty. Don't hear too much Homer in them, which I can appreciate. Also love the chemistry and banter amongst the whole Niners Nation gang. Keep up the tremendous work, everyone. Thank you very much, M. Santana. And this last one comes from Denver41, who says, Stats-backed conversations about not just the Niners, but also the teams that we play. Love the crossover podcast with the writers and podcasters from opposing teams, which gives great perspectives. Mags is likely the best of the bunch from the female side and is even better than most of the dudes spewing their unfounded opinions on other podcast networks. Keep it going. First of all, you are right now the only female broadcaster on Niners <laughs> Nation. So congratulations. You're the best one. But I mean. Automatically win. I don't know that i necessarily love the she's even better than some of the dudes like yeah you're better than most people that's why espionation hired you
1: i appreciate it thank you
0: keep your comments and your reviews coming we love the ratings and the five stars thank you thank you thank you it's a little thing you can do but it makes a big deal for us all right let's get into the trey lance stuff because all of a sudden i get let's just call it what it is hate popping up in my DMs, you criticizing Trey Lance. He can't throw, his throws wobble, he's terrible. You hate his guts. Just say it, just admit it for everybody. You hate Trey Lance's guts.
1: I do not, and you, I get the excitement because we've brought up a hundred times that he's such an exciting player when he uses his legs but he has to be a more consistent passer. I mean, I was going into that game thinking like, okay, he had, you know, I heard he played a rough game, but it was his first game, it can't be that bad. He had a long pass touched on to Debo, like let's see what's going on cuz I have to rewatch them after Sunday. Wow, it, that passing performance was brutal. Like it was the it was bad. It was bad bad bad. Now on his last drive, he looked much more like the game was slowing down for him he looked a lot better he was throwing accurate passes his best pass of the day was to george kittle um over the middle right in the end zone kittle has to come down with that ball so yeah he best does. Pass of the day wasn't in completion but that was not his fault he's going to get better right that was his first game he was thrown in at halftime he kyle shanahan hates to let him practice apparently so <laughs> like he's never gonna be able to prepare like Luckily, he gets to prepare for this game, but it it was bad, bad. 50% of his passing attempts were uncatchable, inaccurate passes, according to PFF. Uh, That's the worst by far this week and like this season for anyone in a game. So he, he has to be a more consistent passer. It was ugly. His balls are wobbly and he needs to fix that. But at the same time, I mean, he came through with more touchdowns than Jimmy Garoppolo. Three pass touchdowns on 19 pass attempts this season. Uh, five pass touchdowns on 118 attempts for Garoppolo. Obviously, this efficiency can't last, but you can't throw in Jimmy Garoppolo with a hurt calf and expect to beat the Cardinals this week. You you got to go with Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, that is, and I've said it and I've written it for Nine Years Nation. Like if if Kyle Shanahan really honestly thinks that a broke ass Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers a better chance to win than Trey Lance, then you have to be really worried about what this team just spent three first round picks on. Like, how can that be? He's the third overall pick in the draft. He can't give you a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo. when Jimmy's less than a hundred percent. I mean, that would be a huge indictment of where Trey Lance is right now.
1: A hundred percent. And if you're expecting, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo to go stand in the pocket all game long against the Cardinals' pass rush and succeed and win this game like that, I I, I don't think Trey Lance gives you a great chance to win either because rookie quarterbacks, you know, it just, it's hard to win with a rookie quarterback making mistakes, but it's a way better chance to win with Trey Lance in this type of game Then it is with Jimmy Garoppolo because Garoppolo does, you know, he has some wheels. He can move around. He can move around the pocket. He can escape. But if he has a hurt calf and he has to stand there like that takes away everything that you're you're hoping Jimmy Garoppolo can do. And you don't think of him as this like great pocket passer when he he gets like stuck in in the pocket all game long.
0: I don't think of him as a great anything, Michelle. Let's be honest. Um, With Lance, it's I don't think it's going to look pretty. Honestly, like even when he gets to where I think he can develop, like he's he's never going to look pretty to me. He doesn't look like a very natural thrower of the football. Like Jimmy Garoppolo can he can spin it like he can throw some nice looking passes. That's not who Trey Lance is. And I don't know for people listening, you know, how long you've been invested in the Niners. But it reminds me of Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick threw some ugly passes too. But on any given play, he was capable of making a 40, 50, or 60-yard play. So sometimes the offense would stagnate for a little while, and then boom, you'd get these explosive plays. That's what I think the 49ers are hoping for with Trey Lance. We've seen him run around. He looked way faster to me, Michelle on Sunday than he did in the preseason. I don't know if he just like, they took the training wheels off or whatever, but he looked like he had way more speed to me in the preseason. He reminded me of Dak Prescott, but in, in Sunday's game, he reminded me closer to not to the same level, but closer to like a Lamar Jackson type of speed.
1: Oh yeah. He is a Lamar Jackson type of speed. When you watch his tape from college, he is extremely quick and he can make. Like He's not getting hit by defenders, at least at the college level. He makes them miss, which is what you want a quarterback to do. You don't want him taking hits. Uh, But I do compare him to Lamar Jackson in the way that he can run. He's insanely uh, quick, and he can win with his feet, and that's what you're going to need out of him. You almost need like a Josh Allen type rookie year second year where josh allen was not winning with his arm he was highly inconsistent making bad passes but he would make a few huge passes in each game where you're like oh damn look at that arm and he comes through with those big plays and then he would do so much with his legs to win the game he was such a great leader these are all things we need to see out of lance right if you're not going to be a consistent passer at least this year he can work on his mechanics during the off season. you need to see him being an awesome leader out there Getting it done with his legs, making a few big plays each game with his arm, and just it, figuring out different ways to win games because it's not just there's not just one way to win games. You don't have to be this best passer to do it, uh, but you need to see those type of things out of Lance. This is why I love Josh Allen even when he was struggling as a passer because you saw it, you, you saw he had it right. Mm-hmm. It was just he needed to become more consistent, and you knew like keep working on it, and he did. So this is what we need to see out of Trey Lance if he hopefully gets to start the rest of the year.
0: This is what I think you can hope for with Lance. Like he's going to miss some, some gimme plays, some wide open plays. There was one slant past Debo Samuel on Sunday that was like 50 feet over his head. It was really, really bad. He's going to miss those. But what I think you can hope for is the plays where he drops back, like we saw where Mike McGlinchey just gets absolutely beat. That usually is a negative play with Jimmy Garoppolo lance can step up in the pocket or spin out of it or move around with his legs and gain positive yardage on those plays that would normally be negative plays so that's where i think those two things can kind of cancel each other out that's what you're really hoping for and then like you said make a couple of big plays with your arm and hopefully move the offense down the field i think that's what you're going to get because i think that kyle can design an offense that he can function in trent williams said yesterday He's seen kind of the scheme that they have put in for him. And his exact quote was, it's hard not to be confident in it. So I want to see Kyle dip into his bag a little bit on Sunday, come up with some weird stuff, and maybe you catch the Cardinals off guard a little bit.
1: A hundred percent. And I wanted to see, right, because Kyler Murray is such a good rushing mobile quarterback. So I was like, maybe their defense is good at stopping mobile quarterbacks because they practice against that every single week. So I went back to late last year. and I was just like, what? Which quarterback did they face? That's super mobile and kind of like run first. And it was Jalen Hurts. They faced him last year, late in the season, December 20th. I'm not sure exactly which week it was, week 15. And it was not a pretty game by Jalen Hurts at all. Like 50% completion rate. He still had 338 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. He made mistakes in the game. He fumbled three times. He had a safety for intentional grounding. And that game was tied 26 to 26 with seven minutes left in the game because a player like Jalen Hurts can keep teams and like keep their team in the game. And that's with the Eagles defense way worse than the 49ers defense, a way worse coach last year than Kyle Shanahan. So this is the type of player I think you need to go into a Cardinals matchup where they're Kyler Murray's gonna get it done. He's he's on fire right now. And you need a quarterback on the opposite side that can stay with him. And that's we know hundred percent that's not Jimmy Garoppolo. And their pass rush this year, the Cardinals pass rush is so good, and they're sending the blitz all the time. That's going to destroy Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo with a especially with a hurt calf. So it, it, you gotta you gotta go to Trey Lance.
0: It just makes sense, right? So you play Trey Lance in this game. Then the 49ers have the bye week, right? So then you can get Lance. He'll have the extra week to learn and practice and study and prepare. I'm sure he's going to be at the facility every second of every day during that bye week. And then when they come out of the bye week against the Colts, like you feel like, okay, he's got his feet underneath him a little bit. It it just seems like a natural time to make the switch. So even if Kyle goes with Lance for this game to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo at any point after that would just be a step backwards.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even realize the buys next week. This is perfect. Get them some experience out there. This is a game that you don't necessarily like expect to win anyways, right? This is going to be a very, very hard matchup. No matter who is playing the Cardinals, it's going to be hard for them to win. The Cardinals are one of the best teams right now. Well, they are actually the best team right now in terms of record, but Kyler Murray is just on fire, and just that entire offense. The Cardinals are the fourth team in the Super Bowl era to be to start 4-0 with 30 plus points and 400 plus total yards in each game the three previous teams all made the super bowl and they all had the mvp quarterback on their team it was the 2013 broncos with peyton manning 2007 patriots with tom brady and 2002 raiders with rich gannon which is just funny uh but they all ended up losing the super bowl but still it, it's just the point like this is a very 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 hard team so you don't really expect to go into this game and win put trey lance in there Get him some experience. Maybe he comes out with a win and then you have that bye week and it, it's just a nice little setup for him then going against an easier Colts team uh, than you've been facing the matchups you've been facing lately.
0: Yes. And before we get to some prop breaks, uh, prop bets after the break, I just want to say one more thing. I think that this game determines the entire path of the rest of the 2021 season. If the 49ers can win this game, then it's like, you know what? Okay. We can maybe compete for a playoff spot in the NFC. Like, let's see where we are here. But if they lose this game, then I feel like the rest of the season is just about the development of Trey Lance. I look at it kind of like the season for the Chargers last year with Justin Herbert, right? Like, they didn't win a ton of games but it was all about him you know seeing getting used to the nfl developing learning that's where i think the 49ers have to turn their focus if they lose this game but if they win it i think they can compete for a playoff spot in the nfc but that's why like this is not your normal week five game to me
1: i don't think that's really fair for you to say like you should i am going into this game fully expecting the 49ers to lose right i'm fully hoping they surprise me and they win. Uh, but I don't think it's fair to say that if you go two and three that you have, you know, you kind of lose your shout out and making the playoffs because the NFC has a lot of bad teams this year. Uh, and there's a lot of teams with a lot of bad records. There's seven playoff teams that get in in the NFC. And when you're looking around the NFC, there's not that many good teams. You have the bucks, you have the Packers, you have the Cardinals Rams and Cowboys. Besides that, they will be fighting for a wild card spot with the rest of the nfc that's also struggling right now so i think they can go two and three then they have two nice matchups after their bye and they can be back to four and three obviously they'd have to win those but i I don't think this game determines whether you have a shot for the playoffs or not hold on that
0: sounded strangely like a compliment for the 49ers are you sure you meant to say that
1: listen i am more than I compliment them all the time. It's just I'm, off, I'm realistic as well, and I need to see Trey Lance not throw a wobbly ball to a wide-open wide receiver, okay? I don't think it's that hard to ask for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, get it, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into all the prop bets from Week 5, some on the Niners side, but there's some on the Cardinals side I want to ask you, too, because there's a couple interesting places to put your money, so we'll do that when we come back. Back here on the Gold Diggers podcast. All right, Michelle, it's 49ers, it's Cardinals, Last time I checked just before we pressed record, the Cardinals were favored by four, which is interesting because uh, yesterday when I did the look ahead for the ESPN NFL show, the line was five and a half. So if people have mm. been betting on the Niners in this game. I know you sound pretty confident that it's Arizona. Do you have confidence that they will cover the four points?
1: I do. They do. Last night, Kate put down a bet covering the Rams. I felt really good about that one. And I kind of feel like this is the same right now. I just think the Cardinals are all around a better team at this moment. The 49ers have a great defense, you know, if they can make Kyler Murray, make some mistakes, cause some turnovers, that's their chance in this game and start Trey Lance. Uh, but I do think the Cardinals win in the
0: cover. So that's the issue, right? Because I look and I see Kyler Murray interceptions is at .5 right now. And to me, like, that's an easy under. The 49ers only have one turnover this entire season, and it came in week one on a Dre Greenlaw pick six of Jared Goff. Other than that, they don't have a single turnover, and I just don't know where they're going to come from, Michelle, because they never come from safety. Jimmy Ward and Jaquisky Tart just do not force turnovers. That is not who they are. Jason Verrett is gone for the year. They have very, very inexperienced cornerbacks. I don't know where the interceptions are going to come from. So to me, I see Kyler Murray, .5, take the under and feel really good about that.
1: To be fair, he did throw an interception against the Jaguars, which is like you wouldn't expect that. He threw two interceptions against the Vikings. It's not like they're a very fantastic defense. And then he threw an interception against the Titans, which is like the worst defense in the league. So Nick Bosa is looking like the star we want him to be, right? Obviously he's not not likely to get the interception, but if he can put pressure on Kyler Murray, which is not an easy thing to do with his escapability, but if he can put pressure on Kyler Murray, he can make that mistake for someone to come down with an easy interception. I don't know, I kind I kind of like taking the over there with Kyler Murray's interceptions. He, he just needs one. He's done it 3 out of the last 4 or 3 out of the 4 games this season. I like it.
0: Well, I hope so. I mean, God, imagine if the 49ers could force a turnover. Like, we wouldn't have to make a team punt every single time they got the ball. It would be so refreshing. So, Can you sense my frustration with this team? I feel like it comes through no matter what I say. In terms of the offense for the 49ers, the over-under for the game is two and a half touchdowns. The Niners have not scored more than seven points in the first half since week one. So that's how bad their offense has been struggling. So two and a half total touchdowns in this game, they better score more than two and a half touchdowns because if they don't, they have no chance to beat the Cardinals
1: yeah if they don't they have no chance at all if this is this is you can't bet this yet until you figure out who the starting quarterback is I would say the under if it's Jimmy Garoppolo I will say the over if it's Trey Lance because I think he's going to get it done with his legs he's going to move the ball and they'll have Debo Samuel make some crazy play again like he Debo Samuel looks so good I owe that man an apology this offseason I was not high on him It's high on the other guy that can't even get a target. Uh, Devo Samuel is just doing amazing things that catch that one handed catch. Uh, and then it got called back with the flag. But oh my goodness, the one handed catch in the yards yards have to catch so good. I will say one thing to worry about is that so far this season, the Cardinals are six for fewest yards after the catch per reception this season, which is like the 49ers entire offense. It's a small sample size, only four games, but at the same time, the Cardinals are allowing the second most rushing yards per attempt. So get Trey Lance in there, uh, use him as a rusher. And they're allowing 5.4 yards per carry. That's, that's a lot, a lot. So again, a reason why you should be starting Trey Lance, but I think Elijah Mitchell has a nice game. If he can get in there, Trey sermon looked better last week, but I think Elijah Mitchell will get the starting job back. So, uh, Elijah Mitchell's over is only what 40, 49 and a half, 49 and a half. I would hit that over if obviously if he's playing and healthy, uh, but yeah, I, I, love that over for him and whatever Trey Lance's rushing yards are once he, you know, gets in here and hopefully is named the starter, I'm smashing that over.
0: I agree. Like that is going to be the key to the 49ers. That is their path to victory is pounding the ball. I was really shocked by the over-unders. You mentioned Mitchell's is 49 and a half. Trey Sermon is 27 and, a half. and And this one is crazy to me on both sides. The longest rush, the over-under for longest rush in the game is Elijah Mitchell at 13 and a half yards. Not even mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's at 12 and a half. Like, I think Kyler's going to gonna be able to break off a big one on a scramble or something. Like, to me, that is crazy that they don't think anybody in this game is even going to have a 15-yard run. Somebody's going to do it.
1: I would take Elijah Mitchell to hit that over for 13 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Elijah Mitchell's so fast. He can break off on the outside at any given play. And, you know, maybe he doesn't bring it to the house, but I think he at least gets a 13-yard carry. I really think a big key of this game as well, if there's a chance for the 49ers to win, is, again, I'm going to say it 100 times, start Trey Lance. But also, Elijah Mitchell has to be healthy. Because with that speed, that's a type of guy that can bring it to the house in any given play. Trey, or Trey Sermon, I really like as a running back. I don't love him in the system, but he's never going to, you know, pop one for 70 yards. That's not the player he is. Eliza Mitchell is, and that's the type of player you need in this game to come out with a surprising win.
0: And that's something that I felt like we could see when you look back at the running game with Lance last week. There were so many plays where because he's he's got the ball, the ball at the mesh point, the Seattle defenders are frozen, like they don't know what to do. And it resulted in big chunk plays for sermon, but those were like 10, 12 yard runs. If you got somebody like a Elijah Mitchell in there with speed, uh-huh. those become 20, 30 yard runs or more like we see with Raheem Mostert when he can you know, get in this offense. So that speed from Mitchell is going to be huge.
1: Listen, if Trey Lance and Elijah Mitchell are both out there, I'm actually going to give the 49ers a chance to win this game because we did see Trey sermon have such bigger holes to run through when Trey Lance was out there. And it does just pause that defense for one second, like figuring out does Trey Lance still have the ball. Is it the sermon like that changes so much for an offense. And if their game plan is to go out there and run and run and run, and then it's going to allow for Devo Samuel and George Kittle to get way more open uh and, all Trey Lance will have to do is make a few great you know, plays with his arm in this game. There does come a chance because the Cardinals can be beat on the ground, and that would also keep Kyler Murray off the field. If you're slowly going down with these rushing, rushing attempts and gaining chunk yards 10, 15 at a time, that's going to keep Kyler Murray off the field. This should be the game plan going in. I would love to see that, and I actually think if they do that, they have a shot to win.
0: You mentioned uh, Debo Samuel, his over-under on receiving yards in the game, 62-and-a-half. Last week, we told you to take the over. And as that ball was in the air to Debo Samuel, Michelle, I swear to God I thought of you. I was like, there it is. <laughs> like, we're going to hit the over on this one play. Sure enough, we did. Debo has been an absolute monster this season. Catching ball, like, hands catches away from his body on inaccurate passes, running after the catch, getting used down the field. He's not just like this throw-it-to-him-behind-the-line-of-scrimmage guy and have him do everything after the catch. Like, they're using him differently, and it's working
1: that's why I was low on him for fantasy in the off season. It was like, they only used him like right near the line of scrimmage and you need so many targets for that to work out. They completely changed the way they used him this year. He is on fire. He's leading the league in receiving yards. Like he he's doing his thing. I, I would not ever bet the under on him because even if you lose the bet, you're more likely like probability says you bet the over on him every week and you're going to win more often than you lose. So mm-hmm. I do think this is a harder matchup just because of the yards after catch. Like I brought up, the Cardinals are really good at not allowing uh wide receivers to uh, get too many yards after the catch. But Devo Samuel is just a special player after the ball is in his hands and uh, He's, he should hit that over with 60 yards. Like I said, if they're running, 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 it's going to allow Debo Samuel to have a lot of space, and he's likely to break one.
0: The over-under on George Kittle to score a touchdown in this game, or the uh, <laughs> he's plus 175, I should say, to score a touchdown. And I'm sorry. 49er fans come after me with torches and pitchforks when I say this. George Kittle's got to pick it up. George Kittle's got to be better. We're more than a quarter of the way through the season, and George Kittle doesn't have a touchdown? Like, not one. And I don't want to hear that he gets double teamed. Travis Kelsey gets double teamed. Darren Waller gets double teamed. They're not in single coverage in the red zone. Like, Kittle has to be better. And I know sometimes he's into block, and that's great, but you're not the highest paid tight end in the league because you block really well. Like, you got to get it done. He had a perfect opportunity last week with a ball in the end zone that it was a little behind him, but you got to make that catch if you're George Kittle. I'm sorry, man. I have to see more out of Kittle. I would not bet Kittle to score a touchdown this week.
1: It's hard to bet that Kittle would score one. Could he do it? hundred percent, like he could do it, but he hasn't been even targeted in the end zone. Um, they're they're triple teaming him, like you said. But then Travis Kelsey does come down with that catch. That catch, he he was not double double covered there. It was one guy versus one guy. You have to come down with that ball. It was perfectly catchable it you ha- yeah you have to come down with that one so I probably would just stay away like I don't want to bet no because sooner or later he has to score a touchdown he can't go the so- whole season without scoring one J- knock on wood right <laughs> but I uh, yeah I would not want to bet that he will because they haven't allowed the Cardinals have not allowed a touchdown to the tight end position yet this year so it's not really the matchup I want to you know go look for to to make a bat that the tight end will catch one especially when it's George Kittle who never does
0: when Ross Dwelly has more touchdowns than you do like dude that's pathetic I'm sorry like that is pathetic I'm really frustrated with Kittle and especially with 49er fans who think that the guy can do no wrong I don't like that blind just this is my guy he can do no wrong whatever he does is great everything is fine like that drives me crazy Look at what the person does on the field and and make your judgment accordingly. When guys are good, say they're good. And when they're bad, say that they're bad.
1: I'm excited to see what he looks like with a guy like Trey Lance because I brought up in the offseason, I think this is going to allow him a lot more space. Teams aren't going to be able to you know, triple cover him in the end zone because they're going to be worried about Lance running. And that should allow uh, George Kittle to be far more open in the end zone. And let's hope they draw up some plays for him there. But, I mean, you would think Kyle Shanahan would get more creative to get George Kittle more into space and get him the ball more downfield, but uh, I don't know. This is just all Debo Samuel. It's just a (laughs) Devo Samuel offense. That's all it is.
0: I will say the 49ers have been amazing once they get into the red zone. If they manage to not turn the damn ball over, they've scored a touchdown every single time they've been in the red zone this season. I think it's like 11 for 11. Uh, it's just been ridiculous. Now they're obviously not going to keep that up all year long, but I think that's part of what Trey Lance will give you in the red zone is more options, more flexibility. We've seen him come in and either, you know, have success running, have success throwing or, or roll out and, uh, throw a pass that leads to a penalty that sets the team up on the goal line, which they then run it in. So if they can get there, I think they'll still continue to have success. It's just amazing how our outlook for the entire offense is changing now because they might make the change at quarterback.
1: And I I just think it's going to be, I don't want to say more enjoyable offense to watch because (laughs) watching Trey Lance throw passes is not enjoyable, but if they utilize his strengths, And Kyle Shanahan knows how to do that. Hopefully, Um, if they utilize his strengths, it's going to be hard for defenses to figure it out and to stop him. Now, is he going to be able to keep running and have success? And is the running game going to move if he can't complete any passes? Like, no, defenses are going to figure that out. And they're going to be able to stop him. Just like whenever Lamar Jackson has a bad passing day, you know, they they end up stopping his, his rushing game by the third, fourth quarter. And then the Ravens actually have trouble winning those games. We see it basically every playoff game, right? They, <laughs> they stop him from passing, and then it's just, if the Ravens get down, they're screwed because of the quarterback they have. And the 49ers can't get down in this game. They they need to keep it a close game. They need to be able to run, run, run. And Trey Lance is going to have to make some passes. Don't get me wrong. Like, he, you got to see him improve this week. If not, if we're seeing those same bad passes all game long, that's going to be worrisome. We know he's a rookie, but those are beyond bad passes (laughs) I feel like I can go out and make a better pass than that oh see
0: that that is just slander like he's not a finished product for sure and like you know what he's going to show in this game is not you know the player that we think he's going to become if I were Kyle Shanahan here's what I would do I would take the ball if you win the toss take the ball first don't put Kyler Murray out in the field get Lance out there right away try and have you know if you can do it like a five or six minute drive Keep Kyler off the field, get Trey Lance comfortable, get things moving. If it's third and short, obviously you're you're gonna run, you know, and try to get the first down. If it's fourth and short, go for it. Every yep. time you put the ball in Lance's hands and let him make a play. On schedule, off schedule, whatever it is. And and Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator, said yesterday the coaches kind of had to adjust like, hey, if he makes a play off schedule, Don't be mad that he didn't do it within the structure of the offense. Be glad that he gained yardage. That's something that they were not used to because Jimmy Garoppolo could never do that. So they had to, like, adjust their thinking. Well, I hope they make the adjustment. If it's fourth and short, especially near midfield. Last week, Kyle Shanahan punted four times at the 40-yard line or closer to midfield with the 49ers. They cannot do that this week. You can't give the Cardinals offense that many chances to score touchdowns. Keep the... Keep Trey Lance on the field. Be aggressive. Don't try and hide him.
1: Yep. And so with you there, if it's fourth and short, I don't care where you are on the field, go for it. Yes. Because you're not going to win this game being a baby. The only way you're going to win this game is by not punting the ball often, keeping Kyler Murray off the field. And, yes, they need to win this coin toss almost because Kyler Murray is going to get on that field and there's a very high probability he's going to drive down and score. Right? And you don't want to go down 7-0. You don't want to do that and start already from behind before Trey Lance can even touch the field. So I really hope they can win this coin toss, and I I hope they make the decision to take the ball first. I think you're so spot on there.
0: And even if you're past midfield, if you're at the 45 or the 30, don't trot out Joey Sly out there, their new kicker now that Robbie Gold is hurt. Forget that, man. you got to get touchdowns, especially when you're the underdog. When you have the worst team, or at least right now they're playing like the worst team, You can't kick field goals. I have said it a thousand times. Field goals are failures. There are so few times when a field goal is actually the correct play. If you're the Ravens against the Lions and you're 70 yards away or whatever it was and you need a field goal to win the game with like two seconds left, sure. Bring Justin Tucker out there and let him have at it. But other than that... Field goals are not good enough. When the other team is going to score touchdowns, you need three field goals to compensate for one touchdown. Like, what are we doing here? Forget that. Be aggressive. Go for it every time. And, yeah, sometimes you're not going to get it. Like, you're going to get stopped. You know what? That's what your defense is for. Kyle has never, ever, ever done that with the 49ers. He's one of the most conservative coaches. He has been killing the team with those decisions. Maybe I hope that he at least starts to change some of that with a mobile quarterback.
1: I'll say the 49ers defense looks so good. They, they really do look so good and yeah, they got tired by the end of the game and Russell Wilson started to be able to drive down the field. It's not their fault that their quarterback couldn't like Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't move the ball. So they had to keep going out there and it's not their fault that, you know, Trent Cannon, right? Is that, is that what it was? Trenton uh, Cannon. Oh
0: my God. Trent
1: Cannon muffed the football twice. Twice. Return, <laughs> twice. Ridiculous. And on that play where Russell Wilson ends up scoring that touchdown, amazing defense. It really was. There's nothing else they could have done there. Uh, Russell Wilson's just super, super great. But I was impressed with the defense. And if they can do that same thing to Kyler Murray, they definitely have a shot. They, but they're going to have to move the ball in offense so their defense doesn't get so exhausted so fast.
0: I agree with you. I mean, they started that game with five straight three and outs. Not five yeah. punts. Five three and outs against Russell Wilson. That's insanity. And if they can just get a little more help from the offense, and especially if the offense can you know, maybe get a lead, for a change and then the 49ers pass rushers can really pin their ears back and go at it like the whole game changes. So it's going to it's going to be fun to see. I don't know what to expect. Like, part of me is trying to temper my expectations, but part of me is like, no, man, let's go all in. (laughs) I remember Colin Kaepernick's first start against the Bears on Monday Night Football, and he absolutely dominated them, and I was, like, floating. I was, like, on a cloud. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Quarterbacks rolling out, dropping dimes, running. It was amazing. I remember what that feels like, and I want to feel that again, but I'm just trying not to get too excited and set my expectations too high.
1: Yes, I I would try to temper your expectations and I would hope more that he shows it on the ground and he's moving the ball and he just makes some, you know, good passes. Like don't have too high of expectations, but he doesn't need to do all of that, that Colin Kaepernick did in his first start to win this game. They just need to slowly get down the field. He needs to be a good leader. He needs to take care of the ball, no turnovers, and he'll give him a, he'll give him a shot to win. Way way more of a shot than Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: I hope that Trey Lance throws like a forty yard frozen rope because when he does, I'm going to message you. Just get ready for for I my hope messages. He does too. Because... I'm not
1: rooting against him. I'm rooting for him. I just want to see that. Mm-hmm. I want to see that type of pass. And once I do, I'll be happy. But I will be just as happy as you are when he finally does it.
0: All right, because I don't want to see any more talk about wobbly passes or anything like I want him to throw just ropes all day. Bing, bing, outside. But why the can't he
1: throw a spiral? I can I can literally throw a spiral. I can throw a very good spiral. I can actually throw it kind of deep. But why can't I obviously I wouldn't be able to do it on a football field with defenders, but why can't he throw a spiral? You've been playing football your entire life. <laughs> like you've been playing pass your entire life. Why can't you throw a spiral? That confuses me. For- It confuses. It's just the same thing when a guy can't make a free throw. It's like you've been playing basketball your entire life. You've been shooting hoops. I don't care how tall you are or like what your position is. You've been shooting hoops your entire life. How can you not make a free throw?
0: First of all, now I need to see video evidence of you throwing a spiral. Not, to, had, I fu- I, I'm
1: pretty good at throwing a football.
0: I fully believe that you can, but the fact that you not only said I can throw a spiral and I can throw it deep, like now I want to see it. So now you're gonna not, have that, to not, s-
1: not like super deep, but uh, you know, I, I impressed the, I impressed the boys out there.
0: Uh, oh, all right. Well, I want proof of that. We got to tweet that out so people can see it. <laughs>
1: I'm getting old now. I don't know, but no, I, I'll have Kate videotape me. You're getting old. Are you? I even turn thirty. 30? Yeah, I just turned 30 last weekend. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. I told you it was the last day of my 20s.
0: I wasn't listening.
1: No. Yeah. I wrote it to you. You didn't even have to listen. You just had to read it.
0: Well, there you go. I can't be expected to read. Look, I'm a (laughs) podcaster, okay? I'm not into reading. But anyway... Uh, so we'll hopefully be able to tweet that out so we can see Michelle's deep ball and we're going to watch Trey Lance this weekend because if Kyle Shan- there might be a revolt if Kyle Shanahan tries to start Jimmy Garoppolo and it might come from the 49ers own locker room because I honestly think that the defense is getting a little fed up with the offense not being able to do anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be as well, but I, I think they'll have more patience with a guy like Trey Lance, right? They understand he's a rookie and if they can give him some breathing time, I think that's the biggest thing is you shouldn't have as many three and outs with Trey Lance. They should he should really slow down that clock. He's gonna allow them, even if they don't score, allow the defense more time to breathe on the sideline. Get you know, get some energy back and I think they'll appreciate that.
0: The other thing I wanna see is how Trey Lance does in a two-minute situation because Mike McDaniel pointed out yesterday that he basically got more snaps in a two-minute drill on Sunday than he did in his entire college career because North Dakota State was so much better than everybody they played. He never had to run a two-minute drill because they were always kicking everybody's ass. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see him in that situation, too. There's there's going to be so much to break down in this game, and that's why we remind you to please, please, please join us after the game on the Niners Nation YouTube page, on the Niners Nation Facebook page, on the Niners Nation Twitter. Anywhere Niners Nation, join us for the instant reaction show. It's live stream. We will break everything down. It's kind of an informal, interactive show. We take your comments and your questions and, as always, your three words to describe the game. So there's going to be so much to react to afterwards. Michelle, thank you very much. Enjoy your week. And hopefully we talk to you after a 49ers win.
1: Bye, y'all.